Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. I have always had an interest in business. I've started and run several of my own. I've never really been the type that wanted to just clock in and work my nine to five and be happy with that. I know some people are, it's just not me. Some prefer the security and consistency of a paycheck every month. (laughs) I don't mind giving that up for, you know, the potential flexibility and control of working for myself. Um, With all of that said, though, um, you know, there, there does come some risk. Um, I, I started a Christmas tree company one time and the Pacific Northwest is the Christmas tree capital of the world. <laughs> the area ships more Christmas trees, let me tell you, to other parts of the world than anywhere else. And I was, I was familiar with the business having worked in it for a while. And so I decided to open a company that basically did everything with the Christmas trees, except own the land. Uh, we, we, we would plant them, we would weed them, we'd cut handles, we'd shear them, we'd you know, spray them, we'd harvest them, and even sell them on lots. So, you know, some people, you know, they don't even know that, that they don't grow looking like a Christmas tree <laughs> and all fluffy like that and everything, but they, they need some care in order to, to look like that. And that's what we did. And that is a that is a big part of what we did, and we were we were uh, doing really well uh, for the first few years, and we we had over a hundred employees, and and the business was really growing. And in the Christmas tree business, there is a, a time right between harvest and selling that is that's really the hardest time. You you have to shell out a lot of money on wages and on equipment and and even helicopter rentals at times. Now, all, all before you really get much return on your investment, um, before you can really sell those trees and get that income coming back in. And I was contacted by another Christmas tree owner that had decided to, to close his operation. Uh, he proposed um, to me this deal. He would give me his contacts and, and fund that time in between the harvest and the selling for a small monthly payment. And I saw it as an opportunity to to expand, and and I went for it. Well, it didn't go well. <laughs> it turned it turned out to be a bad decision. This this silent partner flaked out when it came time uh, for him to put in uh, his end of the deal and and his money, and I ended up closing the business and and really selling my home. Uh, my personal home to pay the, the company debt, so I didn't have to go bankrupt, even against some uh, some financial advice. But I didn't want to go bankrupt, and so that's what we did. Uh, I I learned a lot from that experience. I learned that the the phrase about business was true: if you give customers a valuable product or a service at a good price with good customer service, you will succeed. It's it's really almost that simple. The other thing I learned is that bad decisions can ruin everything. <laughs> it, they really can. It, it just takes taking your eye off the ball for just a little bit to make everything crumble. 
have you ever wondered why a company that seems to be doing so really well suddenly changes things up and then eventually goes out of business? Well, maybe it's a restaurant that has really good food and you really like it. It's one of your favorites. And, and you go there for the, the quality of the meal. But then all of a sudden, they no longer serve dishes with the same ingredients and you no longer go there as often. And in business, they, they even teach future businessmen how, how to do this. They teach them that there is an optimum pricing point. If, if you price the product too low, then you're having to hire too many workers and your, your labor costs skyrocket. And it would be better, in their opinion, to raise prices, making more money per product and lowering the labor costs. What this overlooks is that at the lower price point, it was, uh, it was affordable to, to more people and more people came and, and they would buy it and they would talk it up and they would tell their friends and they would go more often. And at the higher price point, you blend in with the competition and you're really nothing special. For years, the main focus of the business owner was how to grow the business. They made decisions based on what was best for the company first and foremost. And when, when Michael Jordan was asked why he did not seem to, to speak out on political or social issues, he, you know, he didn't use his platform. <laughs> he just re simply replied, Republicans buy sneakers too. <laughs> this, this was good advice, but it, it is, is not really heated today. Today's companies are consistently bombarded by a small but vocal group of leftists, some of which may even be employees. And, and they, they call for their companies to become more woke and take action on social issues that they care about. More and more companies uh, and, and their leaders are kowtowing to these demands, believing it is the best thing to do. But just like the decision to bring on a, a silent partner in my case, I believe they're making a mistake by going woke. And it will undermine public confidence in these corporations. For example, as we previously covered on the podcast, employees and customers in an IKEA in Atlanta, Georgia, were outraged at what they said was a racist menu that was meant to honor African-Americans for their Juneteenth holiday. The menu included watermelon, fried chicken, collard greens, and canned yams. Many employees were so outraged at the menu that they decided to stay home instead of going to work. An email from the manager of the store apologized and explained how the menu was chosen. Quote, it was, uh, it has come to our attention that the menu published for Juneteenth was not taken in the best of light. <laughs> I truly apologize if the menu came off as subjective, read the statement. It was created with the best of intentions by a few of our coworkers who believed that they were representing their culture and tradition with these foods of celebration, the manager ad added. And there have been more than a few PR campaigns that backfired on their prospective companies. But, but the, the bigger question is why we are seeing more and more companies trying to push their morals on their customers. Gary Randall of Faith and Freedom Ministries says, while Christians and conservatives 
focus on big tech, and as we should, fearing they are canceling free speech with which they disagree, as they are, <laughs> we are learning that corporate America is, well, they're, they're consciously assuming the role of moral compass and virtue uh, judge and using their financial power to dispose of values and, and truth with which they disagree. Corporations like Walmart and Apple, Amazon, Target, Coca-Cola even, and, and others are becoming the, the lamp that lights the way. Are Christians and the Bible next? Well, here's what's happening and why. Be informed and and not misled. A number of conservatives are beginning to speak up about their concern regarding big corporations inserting themselves into the social and moral issues of the culture. In fact, some believe that totalitarianism, which is, of course, a system of government that is centralized and, and dictatorial and requires complete um, subservience to the state is on the horizon as America's woke corporation movement is le- leading us toward a, a new social credit system, much like China's. Journalists and uh, and, and author uh, Rod Dehur is uh, is author of "Live Not by Lies: A Manual for Christian Descend- uh, Dissidents," and and uh, he says corporations like Walmart, Apple, and others are richer and more powerful than some countries in the world. And that's true. And because they believe that they're fighting for virtue, they're going to use the power that they have within corporations and and every other institution to persecute the church. Left-wing so-called progressive groups are putting pressure on credit card and, and online payment companies to ban conservatives because their views do not align with woke ideology, including abortion, climate change, LGBTQ plus rights, social justice, open borders, COVID lockdowns, and other beliefs. So what does woke mean? Well, woke means being aware of alleged social injustice and taking action. However, corporations are being misled by a generation of younger indoctrinated executives on the rise within their companies, and they are influenced by, they're influencing the older guys. Uh, There is the the illusion within the corporate America that most people believe as the activists do regarding many different social issues from voting rights to abortion, to same-sex marriage, to transgenderism, to to climate change. Well, Klaus Schwab, the founder um, and executive chairman of the World Economic Forum. Um, us ordinary folks know it better as, as Davos. You may have heard that. <laughs> the, the actual economic summit where, where the, the rich and powerful jet into Davos, Switzerland, that's why they name it that sometimes, to discuss a common economic path. And now how to incorporate social issues into business plans of the most powerful companies in the world. Now, Schwab is a strong advocate for what he and now others are calling stakeholder capitalism. Kind of an interesting term, isn't it? Which means that large corporations now focus not only on financial return for the stockholders, which is what they've always done for years and years, but a social return for the stockholders. Various activists, um, victim groups such as Planned Parenthood and their abortion business, 
the Human Rights Commission and their advocacy for homosexual rights, etc. Uh, I, I call it virtue signaling, <laughs> and it's what the what the Pharisees did in Jesus' day. Um, BlackRock, uh, one of the largest asset management companies in the world, has gone woke. And CEO Larry Fink uh, is urging companies to adopt uh, su- sustainable stockholder companies. Uh, just again, a woke term. And here's how it works: instead of pitching their products. Companies today are pitching political causes, far-left political causes, and social causes. And when a conservative comes along, like, let's say, Mike Lindell, of the, you know, the My, My Pillow guy, who disagrees with the accepted corporate social narrative, um, the, the, the stakeholder corporations like Big Tech, and, 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 and what do they do? They cancel him. You know, large... Um, retail corporations no longer carry his products. And and the big tech platforms have removed him from social media, um, all because he believes that there was fraud in the last presidential election. The president of the United States was removed from Twitter himself. He was removed from Facebook for the same reasons. Product um, managers uh, either become silenced, uh, they look the other way, and express no personal, social, or moral views, or the marketing corporations use their products to advance political or social agendas that are acceptable to the stakeholder corporations. For example, shampoo makers like Pantene used to run commercials about shampoo. And that that would be you know logical, right? They're a shampoo company. Well, today they're pitching political causes, far-left political causes, because that's the right thing to do in their minds. Now, Dove is celebrating women's different bo- body types. Vaseline is is fighting for uh, equity in skincare. <laughs> equity in skincare. Oreo Cookie has now come out with a commercial supporting the homosexual agenda. Burger King, and and this just this just just absolutely blows your mind, doesn't it? Burger King is warning you that that bovine flatulence or cow farts, right? From, from cows, it, it, that they're, they're warning that, that these things cause climate change. And of course they depend on cows for their business. <laughs> Corporate America also wants to, to train you on how to think correctly about social issues. Uh, Stefan Sokup uh, is a, is an author uh, of the uh, dictatorship of woke capital: How political correctness captured big business. And he points out that corporate America has assumed the role of the country's educators. He says, "Quote: This is a uh, a continuation of a trend in American history of an elite ruling class that believes that they know better, and that taking care of the poor, the stupid American people." who don't understand what they really need and what they really want and what's really best for them is corporate's responsibility. Now, Republicans like Mitch McConnell and other leaders have begun taking a stand against this, but it may be a little too late and a little not enough. I hope and I pray that that's not the case, but it's we the people who must be informed and take a stand against this overbearing, overbearing, overreaching campaign. After Major League Baseball yanked 
the All-Star Game from Atlanta to punish Georgia over its new election integrity law. And then more than 120 CEOs and business leaders held a conference call to discuss punishing other states who also try to reform their, their voting laws. Well, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell warned corporations to stay out of politics. Senator Rand Paul has called this out uh, with a clear conservative common sense voice. He, he, he says these millions of people should boycott these companies because they are hypocrites for doing business in China as China uses Muslim slave labor and, and persecutes you know, pro-democracy descendants. Paul says they're boycotting a Georgia state law and, and yet doing business with China. China's never seen a free election. Now, China is putting people in jail for over a year at a time for speech violations. Will woke go broke? (laughs) People are wondering. And they're wondering out loud if all of this will backfire. Well, from Fox News, they published a statement by Trump who wrote, quote, It is finally time for Republicans and conservatives to fight back. Boycott Major League Baseball, Coca-Cola, Delta Airlines, J.P. Morgan Chase, Viacom, CBS, uh, Citigroup, Cisco, UPS, and, and Merrick. Don't go back to their products until they relent. Never submit. Never give up. The, the radical left will destroy, destroy our country if we let them. We will not become a socialist nation. And I agree. But how would God's people respond to this obvious attempt to bring conservatives and Christians to, to submit to the, the far-left secular agenda that's being pushed by our culture today. Well, a Daily Wire poll has found that most Americans, 64%, aren't buying it. They, they, they are not. They want big business to stay out of politics, including self-identified MLB fans, Delta Airlines customers, and, and Coca-Cola customers. They identified that they are now less likely to support those businesses that speak out on controversial political issues. And and the poll found that 70% agree that corporations and sports teams should generally stay out of politics altogether. And 67% believe that the MLB was motivated by politics and publicity instead of a genuine concern over Georgia voters. I believe this whole takeover or assumed spiritual leadership in the in the culture by corporate America is a result of a moral vacuum created by the the silence of our our pulpits in in Christian churches while all our country has stumbled towards Sodom our pulpits have been silent for fear of offending people while thoughtless but while while thoughtlessly offending God. Some have have blessed that which God has condemned. They're celebrating um, the the, the persecution of, of Christians and the perverting of God's word. While our country has allowed more than 60 million unwanted babies to be legally slaughtered in the name of women's healthcare, too many churches have not even raised their voice. And when challenged, God's church has to offer a a weak response 
and, and like, like, I don't believe the church should be involved in politics and things like this. Big business has, has seen an opportunity and, and they have moved into the void. Before we begin to boycott, I think we must confess and ask God's for forgiveness for our silence. And it's, it's a time to stand, not a time to sit on the sidelines and speak the truth, not submit to the powers of darkness and, and, and be informed and not misled. So, so here's the latest on the, on the companies going woke and on the, on the woke front. Um, here's an article that, uh, says not at, not at all secret gay agenda, the Disney employees break down adding queerness to shows and disgendering theme uh, parks. Uh, and this is, this is a, a, an article by Tim Meads that, that just came out a couple days ago from the Daily Wire. And it says, on Tuesday night, Chris Rufo released several videos uh, purportedly from a recent all-hands Disney staff meeting to discuss the Florida Parental Rights in Education Bill, a.k.a. the incorrectly termed Don't Say Gay Bill, as well as Disney's efforts to push radical gender I- I- uh, ideology and other progressive ideas on sexuality. According to the footage obtained by Rufo, several high-level executive and uh, management Disney employees recently broke down how the company is enacting a not-at-all-secret gay agenda, as they put it, while working to promote radical gender ideology across the entire company, including in the theme parks and programming. Latoya uh, Revenue, an executive producer for Disney who has worked on shows such as The Proud Family, uh, explained how she was pleasantly surprised by the welcoming attitude and open-mindedness that the company had toward the LGBTQIA plus agenda, uh, particularly as it relates to adding queerness to children's television and movies. Um, Our leadership over there has been so welcoming to like my like, not at all secret gay agenda. Reveno said in a recent uh, reference to the, the team that, that worked on the proud family quote, I felt like maybe it was that way in the past, but I guess like something must have happened. She added in response to the critics who allegedly uh, alleged the company was not so LGBT friendly. They're turning it around. And then all that momentum that I felt, that sense of, I don't have to be afraid. Let's have these two characters kiss in the background wherever I could. I was basically adding queerness to the show. If you see anything queer in the show, the Proud family, nobody would stop me and nobody was trying to stop me. According to the National Review, she is also scheduled to produce a new show that addresses racism as well as a reboot of the Proud family. Now, Revenue is, is an executive producer on the upcoming Disney Junior musical series, Rise Up, Sing Out, featuring, a, um, featuring, uh, featuring the music of The Roots, which tackles the subject of coming together to fight racism and celebrate Black culture. According to her LinkedIn file, uh, she is also the director on an upcoming uh, animated series, The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder. 
According to another video posted by Rufo, uh, Vivian Ware, Disney's diversity and inclusion manager, also explained that in a 2021, uh, Disney uh, altered gendered greetings and language in the, in its theme parks. Uh, quote, we trained, uh, we provided training for all of our cast members in relationship to that. So now they know it's hello, everyone, or hello, friends, Ware explained. We don't want to just assume because someone might be in our uh, interpretation, maybe presenting as female, that they may not want to be called princess, Ware explained in a video. So that's so. So let's uh, think differently about how we really engage with our guests in a meaningful and inclusive way that makes it magical and memorable for everyone. She added. On Tuesday nights, uh, the Daily Wire reported that Disney Corporation President Carrie Burke also allegedly chimed in during the meeting, imploring the company to add more LGBTQIA lead characters to the company's stories. I'm here as a mother of two queer children, actually uh, one transgendered child and one pansexual child, and also as a leader. We are many, many, many LGBTQIA characters in our stories, and yet we don't have enough leads. A narrative in which gay characters just not just get to be characters and not have to be about gay stories. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, of course, joined Tucker Carlson tonight to explain that the Florida Parental Rights Bill actually does uh, what it actually does and of the reaction that these videos that Rufo posted are getting. So I don't know, and I don't understand why an entertainment company that makes animated movies gets to control legislation in our state, Tucker Carlson said on his show. Well, well, and especially Tucker, you've got to wonder, um, like, why is the hill, why is this the hill to die on? Um, The the transgenderism uh, being injected into kindergarten classrooms and and woke gender ideology injected into second grade classrooms. Why is that the hill to die on? DeSantis responded. Quote, meanwhile, I, if, if we had, you know, done a bill that prohibited taking, uh, talking about the abuse of um, the Muslims in China, well, Disney would have supported that legislation because, they don't want to say a word about that. DeSantis also explained that the so-called controversial bill actually um, does good for parents and students. Uh, quote, well, this bill is about providing protection so that they know they can send their young kids to school without them being sexualized, without a school telling a young girl, for example, that she may really be a boy. And if schools are trying to do things that impact the health and well-being of the kids and they're they're undertaking certain services that parents have the right to know that um, that that's happening and provide consent for it. DeSantis told Fox News host Tucker uh, Carlson um, that this is a real bill that empowers parents. It protects our kids. And for a company like Disney, to say that this bill should have never passed 
first of all, Tucker, they uh, they weren't saying anything when it was going through the house, and they only started doing this because the mob, the woke mob, came after them. So here's here's the deal. Let's speak out against these corporations and their decisions to go woke. Let them know that what they're doing is a bad decision. You see, we don't always have to, um, you know, die on every hill. We don't always ha- have to to uh, not go and, and, and not buy from them. But, you know, maybe what you do is you start out by saying, you know what, they're going to be the last one on, on my list. I know when it comes to places like Target, who um, is a major supporter of Planned Parenthood and abortion, um, I don't go to Target. And that's, I, don't, I don't necessarily boycott them. I just don't go there unless I absolutely have to. If they're, if they're the, the last place that has something that I want, well, you know, I, I'm not going to cut off my nose to spite my face. And maybe I'll go there and get, and get it at that time. But that means I don't spend almost any money there. And again, that's not necessarily a full boycott of it. But what it's saying is, you know what? I don't necessarily agree with what you're doing when it comes to political stuff. And if you were just to, to, to be a business providing a, a service or, or providing a product at a fair price and a good customer service, you, you would be doing really well. But in my book, you're not. And you're getting into areas and you're taking your eye off the ball and you're doing things that you shouldn't. And, and as far as my dollar goes, well, you're, you're going to be the last one to get my dollar. So that's, that's, that's what you might want to consider. You may agree with that. You may disagree with that. I would love to, to have this as a conversation starter. And, uh, and if you'd like to do that, you can always go to uncommonsensepodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Morganite Communications.